Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome back. Hour number two of the show. I am Brady Cannon, and it is my guys in the desert, one of which is my partner, Wes Reynolds. We are live from the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa on a Thursday, the fifth day of August. And, of course, the fifth day of August means NFL is back in the form of a preseason game, the Hall of Fame game tonight at Tom Benson Stadium in Canton, Ohio. It'll feature the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, Wes, you and I were talking about this game with Dwayne Colucci. It doesn't sound like he has real high hopes for either of these squads going forward this season. Yeah, and I can kind of understand that. Like Pittsburgh, though, I was talking about this with them all on the nuts earlier this morning. And, you know, Pittsburgh at plus money to make the play. Playoffs. That is certainly something I could at least sponsor, albeit you've got two teams in the division with the Browns and the Ravens that are rated above them. But Pittsburgh defense is so good, Brady. They have a championship winning defense. They do not have a championship winning offense, especially on that offensive line. They were dead last in the NFL in rushing. So look, James Conner now in Arizona. So they got Najee Harris. So even though taking a running back in the first round is like so 1985, <laughs> you know, uh, Pittsburgh needs something with that running game, but they need somebody to block for this guy. So I'm a little concerned on that O-line. I would expect Roethlisberger to have at least a slight bounce back. I don't think he's going to be maybe what he was because last year he obviously he didn't look right. 
he he looked all out of kilter. You saw in some of those games, it's like he just gets the ball out as quick as he can not to take those hits at his older age and plus coming off that shoulder injury. So everybody's been saying, look, he's in the best shape of his life, you know, so we got to maybe see it to believe it. We're not going to see it tonight because he is not going to be in uniform. He'll be just standing on the sidelines there in Canton for this Hall of Fame game. But yeah, I, I, I like Pittsburgh maybe to make the playoffs, but I don't know what their ceiling is. I still got to see it with the offense. The defense, I know what I'm getting, and I'm getting one of the better units in football. From the Dallas side, they're the favorites. I think probably the rightful favorite. If Dak is back healthy, we saw the numbers he put up last year. And they were scoring with relative ease and a plum, but they weren't stopping anybody defensively. So that's why Dallas this year, Jerry and Steven Jones, 10 draft picks overall in the draft. Seven of them were on defense, including Micah Parsons, who's going to start from day one at middle linebacker, more than likely, or there's going to be a platoon rather with him and Leighton Vander Esch. But Dallas, there is some talent on that defense, but against the pass, they were absolutely dreadful. And you still look at that NFC East. I think both of us kind of like the New York Giants a little bit more than maybe Mm -hmm. most of the market does right now. And then Washington football team, another really really good defense. We'll see with Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's at least on the surface an upgrade at quarterback. But offensively, still a little bit challenged. The defense really carries the day for that Washington team. I imagine you saw this, Wes, but my screen just lit up. Uh, The Pittsburgh Steelers just went to two-and-a-half-point favorites, and the total has come down again, down from 32 to 31-and-a-half, and and here at the South Point and also at the wind, down to 31. So there is more buyback on the under. We saw it go down to Mm -hmm. 31-and-a-half and then up to 32, even 32-and-a-half, and now another move to the under once again as we are just a couple hours away from kick. Yeah, because the starting quarterbacks tonight are going to be Garrett Gilbert for the Dallas side, and then uh, uh, Pittsburgh, I believe, is going with Mason Rudolph, and then Dwayne Haskins, probably for the second quarter. Second half will be all Josh Dobbs, so Dallas is going to go with that rotation of Garrett Gilbert, Cooper Rush, who uh, you might remember him out of Central Michigan. Cooper Rush, a decent little runner, and that's some, but that's something I look for in terms of preseason. Not necessarily this game, but you want those number twos and number threes and even number four quarterbacks that can run a little bit because oftentimes you get busted plays because you got third and fourth stringers playing late in the game both on offense and defense defensive guys can get outside their lanes and their gaps a little bit and you can get scrambling quarterbacks with big plays so Gilbert Danucci and Cooper Rush is going to be the depth chart for Dallas tonight on the Pittsburgh side Rudolph Dwayne Haskins Josh Dobbs we will talk a little bit more about this game here a little bit in this segment we'll talk about some alternate bets you can make tonight first half some prop bets that are up in the market as well but first I want to update Major League Baseball West the Miami Marlins beat the Mets the struggles continue for the New York Mets four to two the final there in favor of the Marlins the struggles continue for the Boston Red Sox as well eight to one the final there the Los Angeles Angels I bet the under in this game and that cashes the Angels blank the Texas Rangers five to nothing currently games in progress we have three going on in Colorado the Rockies lead the Chicago Cubs Six to five. The San Francisco Giants being blanked in the other desert by the Diamondbacks. Four to nothing. And I think you are on Arizona there. That uh, hurts my heart here rooting for the San Francisco Giants. And then also the Washington Nationals leading the Philadelphia Phillies five to two in the bottom of the sixth. We'll be right back with more on My Guys in the Desert.
This segment is brought to you by FootballContest.com, the number one proxy service and top source for information on Las Vegas football contests, including live standings. That's FootballContest.com. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you inside my guys of the desert here at the South Point Hotel Casino and Spa on a Thursday. And, of course, we have National Football League action in the Hall of Fame game tonight in Canton, Ohio, between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys. Wes and I breaking down that game a little bit here at the top of the hour. And I want to get a little further into this, Wes. You and I both like the under. We were talking about this game on Wednesday. And we both like the under. And I would probably still play it at 34 or 33, that number is now long gone. And I pre- I made the predicted score that this was going to be 16 to 10. I, mm-hmm. I think you're going to get a couple touchdowns. That's what it seems like, doesn't it? Yeah, a couple touchdowns, a couple field goals, kind of a, a glorified walkthrough here. And uh, yeah, I, I would lean towards the under. But I'm not going to get involved. And I don't think you are either. We touched on it a little bit in the first hour. I'm going to watch, observe, have some fun with it, celebrate a little bit that the fact that uh, mm-hmm. pro football is back here and the NFL is under way, but I'm going to try and learn something more than anything tonight rather than win a bet. Yeah, it'll probably be a flip back and forth situation for me with the Olympic Games, obviously nearing their end here in Tokyo, and then this game of course on primetime network TV tonight. So, uh, look, the way I would approach it, if you like the under, maybe wait and see if one of these uh, number two quarterbacks can lead an early touchdown drive, and then you get a better number. But I think you're probably, look, it was already baked into the cake anyway, even at 34, but you're probably late to the party now betting under 31 31 the market low right now at win right here in las vegas also a lot of 31 and halves out there 31 right here where we are at the south point hotel and casino so i think you're probably already a little bit late and a dollar short necessarily here but if you do like the under there's always waiting for the end game but this is probably going to be a just straight total pass for me tonight what do you think about the first half if you're looking at a side or a total and it seems you and i are both leaning towards the total more than anything here and at BetMGM, the first half total is 16 and a half. Now, personally, I, I would probably be less inclined to bet the under in the first half than I would for the whole game. Yeah, and I can understand that. Number one, I can't do it right now because I do believe 17, kind of a key number yeah. in the first half, sure. and you're not really getting that now, 16 and a half. And that's why, you know, it's kind of like what we talk about with totals in baseball when you look at the fact that, okay, if it's at seven, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be juiced to the under. If it's six and a half, it's going to be juiced to the over. And that's kind of what you're getting here in this first half total. A lot of 16 and a halves out there, but minus $1.15, minus $1.20. 20 because that's the odds makers basically telling you and the market telling you that 17 is a key number. The only 17 out there is right now at station casinos, which stations by and large, and we'll get in this theme as we get on in the NFL season, you're going to get the favorites and the overs pumped a little bit more at that particular sports book here at station casino. So, you know, there's sometimes on a Sunday where it's like, Oh man, I'm looking for a seven. I don't want to take six and a half that most of the market has. And maybe stations would be the option that would have that seven in the market right now they're at 17 but juice to the under at minus 120 so at 17 i think probably minus 110 yeah it might be worth a first half under look but not at 16 and a half for me 
If you look at the individual team totals, the Cowboys are at 14 and a half. And if you want the over on that, it is minus 120. The under at minus 105. These are at BetMGM. The Steelers team total is 17 and a half. And if you want over that, it's plus 130 to go over 17 and a half points on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then the under is heavily juiced at minus 165, under 17 and a half points. And, you know, again, I predicted this score. 16 to 10. I'm not even sure if I know which team's going to have which. Right. But, uh, right. I would probably. Your guess is as good as mine, right? <laughs> I, would, I, I, I wouldn't mind making a play on under the Cowboys team total, under a 14 and a half. Yeah, because you look, I mean, what we saw out of Ben DiNucci. Now, Ben DiNucci's probably going to get his chance against second and third team guys. Mm-hmm. Not like against a Philadelphia team that even banged up its first team defensive guys in a regular season game. So I don't want to say, okay, I, I saw enough out of Ben DiNucci, but I kind of did see enough out of Ben DiNucci. Yes. I, I don't know what he's going to be able to do. Garrett Gilbert is the number two and, uh, you know, started at Texas, very highly recruited ended up at SMU, so still in the Metroplex playing for the hometown team with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Cooper Rush is the guy, Matt Humans and I were talking about this a couple days ago, actually on Tuesday, like, kind of like Cooper Rush. You know, this is a guy who can scramble a little bit. He was in a spread offense at Central Michigan, so maybe this is a guy that can make some plays with his legs here, but uh, nothing for me really on the team total. I certainly don't know if I would want to be on an over in this spot. One more NFL note here, and that was our own Las Vegas Raiders signing veteran defensive tackle Gerald McCoy. He is a six-time Pro Bowler. He missed all of 2020 with a ruptured quadricep. And uh, I don't know about this signing. Uh, Gerald McCoy is uh, getting up there in years. I believe he's 32 or 33 years old right now. But this guy has been absolutely a monster in his prime. But I tell you what, when you look at the depth of that defensive line for the Las Vegas Raiders, it's actually starting to look pretty good. Of course, you have Cleland Farrell and Max Crosby there, but they've added some pieces to Gus Bradley's defense there up front here in Las Vegas. And that's really the theme of Bradley's defense. He Mm -hmm. has to have a pass rush Mm -hmm. to make things work. And I've really learned this from Michael Lombardi. We saw Gus Bradley do it when he was at Seattle, and it's very similar to Robert Sala's uh, uh, program that he ran with San Francisco, who has a great pass rush as well. So if Bradley can really get that front uh, half of the defense to create a pass rush, then I think that's half of his problem solved, and and I don't think McCoy is a bad sign. Well, they brought in Yannick Ngakwe to be yes. kind of the pass rusher from Baltimore. Of course, uh, he was traded out of Minnesota, had his basically, or he was with Jacksonville. That's kind of where he had his career numbers in Jacksonville, but he's bounced around ever since, so we'll see if maybe he can refine his form that he had down there in Duval County for the Jaguars. Also added Solomon Thomas on the mm-hmm. defensive yep. line. He is going to be a backup, I believe, to Quentin Jefferson, who should be the starting defensive tackle. Jonathan Hankins looks like he's entrenched at nose and then Cleland Farrell on the other side with Max Crosby backing him up. So look, when you have defensive line, you have to have a rotation, particularly if that's what you're predicated upon. Like if you're playing, and this isn't what the Raiders are playing, but if you're playing kind of like a cover two or something like that, 
you've got to get pressure with your front four because you're not a big blitzing team. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what Gus Bradley wants to do with this team. I think, you know, he wants to rely on this front four to get pressure. So it's a depth signing. See if the guy has anything left. Probably. I don't know what, I don't know what the financial terms were of that deal, Brady, but probably like, you know, let's give this guy a chance and, and see if maybe he can produce at a pretty cheap salary. I wonder if he goes back to the days. I mean, he was he around when Gruden was at Tampa Bay? That's probably too long ago. Yeah, I think it was actually. I, I just thought maybe there was some, uh, you know, familiarity there between Gruden and McCoy, but I think that might have been a little bit before McCoy's time. Uh, we will see. Let's turn back to the NBA here, Wes. We were talking about the Lakers and a lot of their free agent moves, and we touched on the Chicago Bulls briefly. They've really made a lot of moves as well. Uh, Io DeSunmo, they draft out of Illinois. I know you and I really both like that player in college basketball yeah, this Chicago year. Yeah, Chicago kid uh, growing up, played at uh, Chicago Public League. So, uh, you know, you don't really see that Often the hometown guy get drafted. He's got to be thrilled, long time. right? Yeah, absolutely. Ought to be thrilled playing for his hometown Chicago Bulls. I was kind of surprised he went as late as he did. I think he was the 35th or the 38th pick. I thought he might be drafted a little higher than that. But uh, they traded for DeMar, uh, DeMar DeRozan and also Lonzo Ball. They signed Alex Caruso from the Lakers. And then, of course, they have Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic. This team was not very good last mm-hmm. year. And, and I believe you had a bet on them, maybe JVT or both of you guys did, to make the playoffs. That came up just short. Because they made all those trades at the deadline uh, when they brought in Vucevic and those guys and didn't quite work out. Uh, Look, I still think it's going to be a struggle defensively for the Bulls because you've got Zach Levine and Vucevic. And Zach Levine has looked fantastic. He really has. He was great last night, by the way, against Australia. Obviously, Kevin Durant is the one that carries the heavy load. But Zach Levine came up big when they needed him. But defensively, you know, they're going to be on the lower end, I think, in the NBA with Levine and Vucevic. Vucevic and Lonzo Ball. Now, Alex Caruso, who now comes in from the Lakers, three years, $37 million. He is a disruptive defender. Offense, he's a little bit hit or miss. Uh, but Chicago, I think, is going to score points with DeRozan and with uh, Lonzo Ball. You also have Levine and Vucevic, who are big-time scorers. Uh, Ball is a very good off-the-ball defender. He can get beat a little bit off the dribble. But, look, I think the Bulls have improved. Even though they have the defensive issues, they were ranked 12. Now, they, you know, when the schedule hit, uh, you know, Levine was out and then they had COVID and they still ended up ranking eighth in that period after Levine was out. So we'll see what they can do to kind of scheme this up a little bit. DeMar DeRozan obviously adds a big time score and he's very efficient in the pick and roll, but he's not necessarily what you call like a good scoring guard. Uh, I think he's really more of an elite offensive player and, and he can just feast in terms of pick and roll and long. Ball, I think, is a good distributor of the basketball. So this is a team, the Bulls, I think, that put themselves in position to probably be in the playoffs. I, I We were talking over the break. I was like, maybe seven or eight spot kind of makes sense to me. So I got to say that they're a winner because they've at least gotten better. Uh, you know, I'd be interested to see what that win total is for a full 82-game season. Maybe if it comes below like 45, if it's in like the low 40s, like 42 and a half, 43, 43 and a half, I would lean to the over from that standpoint. All right, let's take a look at the entire Eastern Conference. You bring up, you think Chicago could kind of get maybe one of those lower playoff spots in the 7-8-6 hole, something like that. And again, off-air, we were talking about this, and you kind of put the Pacers and the Bulls in that same pocket uh, as far as equality there in the Eastern Conference. Of course, at the top of the conference, you have the Bucks and the Nets, and then you have the Atlanta Hawks, the Philadelphia
Philadelphia 76ers. Where do you put the New York Knicks? Would they be equal to the Miami Heat with you, or are the Heat still better than New York? They'd be below Miami for me. I think the Knicks basically kind of I, – I think they ended up, what, the five seed last year against Atlanta I think, no, in the I first think the round? Four. Yeah, yeah, they were in the four or five. Now, I think maybe they're probably – I would slot them probably six or seven right now because you mentioned Miami, and let me go into them, because I think that they're probably the most improved team in the East based on – in a guy, obviously, off the Milwaukee Bucks championship team. And look, uh, that's who you're going to need, one of those undersized big guys that's not a big scorer. P.J. Tucker, I think, I actually bet his point total under in the final game of that series, and he didn't have a point because I was like, well, this guy's not going to hardly shoot. He's out there to defend and rebound. And that's what you're going to want to do, especially against those long wings like a Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. Because I thought, you know, KD had a couple of his games where he went off because he kind of had to with James Harden being hurt and Kyrie not able to go. So, you know, P.J. Tucker, by and large, though, I think did a decent job on Durant in that series against the Brooklyn Nets. Duncan Robinson is back. How about that? A guy that started in Division Three and has now got five years, $90 million. Thank you very much with the Miami Heat. So he's resigned. Jimmy Butler's extended. Dwayne Dedman. They signed Victor Oladipo to a one-year deal. They've got some young guys, you know, that Robinson, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo. You've still got some veterans uh, that played on that team last year at Drogic and, uh, you know, Solomon Hill and those guys. But – they do have a lot of veterans. You do have also, we talked about the Lakers. Miami's got some older guys too. Kyle Lowry is going to be 36 this season. PJ Tucker, 37, Jimmy Butler, 32. So you've got some older guys on this team. Now I genuinely like what the heat did because I think, you know, they've got some shooters. They got Oladipo on a one-year deal. Maybe he can refine uh, uh, his form and whatnot because he's had some injuries, but uh, you know, you still got a couple guys. You still got Adebayo in his prime. You still got Robinson in his prime. You've still got Tyler Hero, perhaps. Now, he could be maybe moved. And then you've got Precious Achua and KZ Okpala. They can play. These are young guys. So they've got some young guys to mix in with these veterans. But uh, I'm going to be interested to see what the win total will be on the Heat. If it's in, like, the mid-40s, I'd go over. If they all of a sudden say, well, everybody's saying the Miami Heat were so great with these free agent moves. If it's 50, if it's 49, then I'd look to go under. I think they also have one of the best coaches in the NBA in Eric Spolster. Yeah, I remember when people thought that, and, and I admit I was probably one of them, when they had the super team with yeah. LeBron and D-Wade and Chris Bosh. Not one, not two, not three, not four. You remember that when they introduced those guys together, that super team. And it was kind of like Eric Spolster because he did have, I think maybe early on, a little bit of a deer in headlights look. But this guy is one of the best coaches in the He's NBA, really and I good. was totally wrong. And oftentimes we have our, our pride kicks in. We don't want to admit we were wrong. We were like, okay, this guy just rolls out the balls for LeBron <laughs> and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. He does anything but. He is one of the best coaches in the NBA and has more than proven that. Let's take a look at the odds to win the NBA title. The Nets are atop the list here at plus 220. The Lakers are the next choice at plus 380. The Golden State Warriors at 8-1. to one. The Bucks, the defending champ, at just less than 10-1 to one at plus 950. The Phoenix Suns, the uh, finals loser this 
year. They are at 16 to 1. And of course, Chris Paul is coming back to the Valley of the Sun. Wes, I got what I think is a pretty good number on the Warriors, and I got them at 11 to 1. Mm-hmm. And I did that before the draft because I thought they might make a shakeup and make a big move with those two high draft picks that they had. They did not. They drafted a couple of very good players. And I think a, a move could, still could be coming. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Ben Simmons, I do think, has made his intentions clear. He would like to go there. Obviously, they wanted a king's ransom for him, and they yeah, did not boy. get that with the two picks and whatnot. But we'll see if the Warriors, I think maybe Simmons could revitalize his career at Golden State, but they're going to have to give up something. They're going to have to obviously have to give up, you know, a Wiggins, James Wiseman. The picks, obviously, now they've been made, probably don't have as much value, but at least a future number one. But they weren't going to get that kind of return at this point for Ben Simmons. So, of course, I am banking on a healthy Clay Thompson coming back to that lineup to join Draymond Green and Steph Curry and maybe a big move coming via trade or free agency out of the Golden State Warriors. We'll be right back with more My Guys in the Desert in just a moment here at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my day. <laughs> <laughs> From the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino, this is My Guys in the Desert. Go to OddsTrader.com right now. Download the free OddsTrader app and start winning with up-to-the-second info you need. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you on a Thursday, just about an hour and a half away from the kickoff of the Hall of Fame game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we want to talk a little more football here, Wes. Pick a prop is the name of the segment. And I want to talk about second-year quarterbacks in the NFL. NFL, and we'll look at three of them specifically, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and Tua Tangvaloa of the Miami Dolphins. Joe Burrow, I really took a liking to last year. And first of all, he made a great impression with what he did uh, for the local area there of Cincinnati when he won the Heisman Trophy and made a big donation. And then he came out on the football field and he was exciting and electric. And then, of course, he, he suffered a really tough injury. And you and I were both hoping that they would protect him and draft Penny Sewell. That did not happen. Uh, they drafted Jamar Chase, his former teammate, the LSU wide receiver. Now, if you look at this prop, over 4,200 yards, over 4,200 and a half yards for his passing yards total. It is juiced uh, a little bit to minus 130 if you want to play over that. And then under is at even money, under 40, uh, 4,200 and a half yards. Where do you think this season goes for Joe Burrow in terms of this prop? Yeah, this is going to be interesting. And, and initial reports have been that the offense is struggling a little bit. But keep in mind, there are only a couple days in the training camp here. So a lot of offenses are probably struggling. Uh, you look at what they did. The name of the game is going to be to keep this guy upright. Yeah, you know, and and that's what you're you're taking a risk here if you, if you're be, if you're betting this prop to the over, which is certainly where I would lean. I think they have a nice little backfield with Mixon and Savaji Pirine, a good one-two punch back there, and they can both help out a little bit in the passing game. Of course, they did spend that first-round pick. I think the number five overall pick in the draft. They got Jamar Chase. They could have went with Penny Sewell on the offensive line. Elected to give him his old LSU buddy Jamar Chase. Uh, 
uh, because look, uh, AJ Green no longer there now in uh, Phoenix with the Arizona Cardinals. So new receiving group: uh, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins is going to be your starting. I unit. like those receivers. I do too. It's a very good young group. Got to be I think. upright though, like you said. Yeah, and they did add Riley Reef uh, from Minnesota on that right side. Of course, Jonah Williams, a former first round pick. Uh, you know, been a little up and down in his early years in the NFL. They also drafted Jackson Carmen out of Clemson, who was, of course, a, you know, a part of that national championship team a couple years ago, and obviously they've been in the playoff every year at Clemson, so he'll back up at left guard, may have a chance to win the starting job. Uh, uh, Xavier Suafilo at right guard, uh, uh, him and Quentin Spain probably battling for that right guard spot. So I lean to the over here, just simple, simply put, because – Cincinnati's going to be in behind in a lot of their right, games. Right. And especially in this division where they are the clear bottom team, number four, behind Pittsburgh, behind Baltimore, behind Cleveland, whatever order you want to put them. So this is a team that if they're going to have to stay in games, they are going to have to throw the football. And that would make me lean to the over, even though the initial report's about Burrow struggling in camp. All right, let's talk about Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Chargers. A great rookie season, and I have high hopes for the Chargers and Justin Herbert in his sophomore season. What do you think, Wes? The number here is 4,450 and a half yards, under or over that. Do you expect improvement and good things out of the new coach there, Brandon Staley in the Los Angeles Chargers, or possibly a sophomore slump for Justin Herbert? It is a relatively a big adjustment, though, and I know he put up good numbers. Uh, almost a brand new offensive line here, really, for the Chargers. Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern, mm-hmm. their first round pick like will be at left tackle. Abushi uh, from Detroit. They signed Corey Lindsley from Green Bay to a free agent contract. Brian Bulaga, of course, is back. Matt Filer back on the right side. So, uh, you know, look, the offensive line has been upgraded, but you also got to look at the running backs. Uh, they were unhealthy at running back last year, so Eckler, Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly drafted Larry Roundtree, out of Missouri. So, you know, a little bit deeper in the backfield. So you may see this team run the ball a little bit more. This new guy, Staley, is more of an off or a defensive guy. So 4450, maybe a little bit high to me. I understand everybody loved the Chargers in terms of their draft grades back in April, but I think that's already been over-adjusted a little bit. All right, let's take a look lastly at Tua Tangavaloa, the lead man for the Miami Dolphins in his second season. And his total is pretty low low at 4,000 and a half. What do you expect out of Tua? They added weapons, but you don't know if Brian Flores is going to do what he did last year. Obviously, he was very liberal in terms of pulling Tua out of the game when he was effective, went to Fitzmagic. They've got another quality backup, Jacoby Brissett now down there. So Brian Flores won't hesitate to put Brissett in. So I would be a little careful on betting this over on Tua. All right, Wes. Next up, we're going to take a look at what you did for the college football betting guide. Talk about some of your big picks for college football season coming up when we return on My Guys in the Desert. in college football betting guide is here. Start your football season out on the right foot with our expert analysis and picks for conference champions, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff teams, plus power 
power ratings for every college football team. Now is also a great time to get your all-access VEASAN subscription, including our college and pro football betting guides, along with everything we offer for the entire football season. Get your college football betting guide for only $19.99 or start your free all-access trial today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to My Guys in the Desert. My guy to my right is Wes Reynolds, and Wes, you did a great job in the college football betting guide, the aforementioned college football betting guide, and we will get to that in just a moment, but you and I sweating out a couple baseball games here. The Arizona Diamondbacks have been shutting out the Giants all day long, and in the top of the ninth inning, down four to nothing, the bases loaded and nobody out. Brandon Belt delivers a two-run single to left field to make that uh, to right field for the San Francisco Giants. They've cut that deficit in half, now four to two in favor of Arizona, and I believe the Washington Nationals just got out of that inning there. They uh, had a threat going, did the Philadelphia Phillies. They had bases loaded and two outs trailing in that one, five to three. I don't know if you saw that. Did they get to the end of the inning there? Yeah, it is the end of the inning. It's not the end of the inning for Arizona. Unfortunately, it was four nothing. Shut them out for eight innings, but now sacks back, nobody out, two runs already in. I did give out plus one and a half on Arizona on the nuts this morning with them all, so hopefully that gets there for everybody, but uh, had somebody listening tweeted me, said, oh, I knew I, w- I was in trouble when I was on the Giants, and I had three bets on the Giants, and you're on Arizona. I said, eh, not so fast. I've seen this team blow a lot of leads this season uh, it with this bullpen uh, not doing its job, certainly, today and hasn't really done it all year. Buster Posey at the plate on an 0-1 count, and now make that a 1-1 count on Posey there. Bases still loaded, and Giants trailing 4-2. to two. You can still win your bet, and my Giants can still win the ball game. We will see what happens, but let's get into your college football pieces that you did for the betting guide, and I'll start with the Big Ten and the Minnesota Gophers. You've got them as a lean here to possibly win the western side of the Big Ten Conference. They are currently 10-1 to to do that at BetMGM. We saw the Golden Gophers get out to a great start last year in the college football campaign, and then they kind of struggled towards the end or the second half of the season. What led you to go back to P.J. Flex boys today or this season, I should say, coming up. Well, they kind of were the trendy pick to win this division last year and uh, now behind Wisconsin and Iowa again. They were 11-2 and two in 2019. Got that bowl game win over Auburn and they had lofty expectations, but they got sunk very quickly as Michigan you know, what turned out to be a very mediocre Michigan team absolutely smashed them on both sides of the ball 49-24, to 24, so then the expectations go down. Now they're back a little bit under the radar. Minnesota gets all their offensive stars starters back. A lot of teams do, by the way, so don't put overweight that returning starters because we have this super senior deal. But Minnesota, they lose Rashad Bateman to the Baltimore Ravens in the first round, but he was a guy that opted out and then opted back in and then opted out like the last game or two of the season. So you got 10 starters back on both sides of the ball, including a third-year starter at quarterback in Tanner Morgan. You've got 15 of the top 16 tacklers back on defense. You get Ohio State in the opener, and obviously that's a very tough open one of the best teams in the country. Minnesota getting about two touchdowns at home I think would be worth a look, by the way, for a week one bet. But they've got a couple winnable conference games at Purdue and Northwestern. Northwestern, by the way, lowest production returning by far in the conference this year. And you also avoid Penn State and Michigan out of the East. So those are two of the top four teams in the East, that being you know Ohio State, Indiana, Penn State, and Michigan. So, you know, I think maybe with Minnesota it was a little bit too much too soon. 
that the expectations got too high and then they faltered. So then it's like, okay, let's throw these dudes away and then go with old trusty Wisconsin and old trusty Iowa. But I don't think that they're overwhelming favorites. I think they have some issues as well. So I do like the Gophers here this year and uh, we're going to row the boat with PJ Fleck uh, that they are going to be able to rebound this year. So uh, Minnesota, I do think if you're looking for a longer shot, I don't think you can find a long shot in the East. I think Ohio State, the favorite, maybe Penn State is going to be that team that that merges up. I hope it's Indiana, but we shall see. But Minnesota, I do think is a legit dark horse here in the West Division of the Big Ten. You're getting a little closer there with your Arizona Diamondbacks. Buster Posey struck out and Wilmer Flores popped out. So now two down, bases still loaded, Giants still trailing the Diamondbacks four to two. How about Toledo to win the MAC? And Buffalo is the top choice in the conference and Ball State. Toledo, the Rockets at plus 450 to win the MAC. And it was Steve Mackinan, our guest on the Lombardi line on Wednesday, that was talking about Buffalo kind of being a fade in his opinion because of all the shakeup that's gone on over there. And maybe that leads or, or reinforces your backing of Toledo. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, uh, and 21 starters back, Toledo uh, improving defense, and they do need to improve defensively, but they have firepower on offense. Uh, 35 points last season were the Toledo Rockets. Now, uh, Eli Peters left in the spring, but you've got a pretty deep quarterback room, I think, with the Toledo Rockets. Looks like Carter Bradley is going to get that starting gig. Remember, he had like 432 yards passing against Central Michigan in a start last year. So, this is a pretty deep unit Jason Candle's got. You've got all five linemen returning. Brian Kobach, one of the better running backs in the MAC. Isaiah Winstead, Matt Landers, a good duo. Landers, a transfer out of Georgia. So, you got to think this offense is going to be good. They're going to be 2-1 and one to start the season because they get Norfolk State and Colorado State at home, but they do have to go to Notre Dame in between, which uh, got moved to Peacock, which is a uh, point of contention here. So, so uh, Matt Humans can get mad about something else, not being able to watch Notre Dame Hurts on NBC. Yeah. Yes, uh, that will be on Peacock. So Toledo, uh, not the high-profile team, so they get moved to the streaming. You got, you got Ball State at the end of the month on the road. That's a key game because Ball State and Toledo, I think, are the two best teams in that division. But the rest of the max schedule, I think, shapes up. So Toledo, uh, I think they were eight on their win total. I would certainly lean to the over. So I went a little bit down the board here in the MAC, and I bet Toledo. All right, let's take a look at the Mountain West and the Pac-12, and we have a week one matchup. I asked Kenny White about this matchup earlier in the program. Nevada at Cal, and Cal is currently laying three and a half. Now, you like Nevada to win the Mountain West Conference, and currently they are four to one to do that at BetMGM. Now, Cal is in kind of the lower half of their expectations as far as their odds to win the Pac-12. A lot of people think they will be a very improved team, including Steve Mackinnon, um, but certainly not expected to compete with the Oregons and the Washingtons and the USC's. But here against Nevada, your team that you think will win the Mountain West, would you take the three and a half points? Uh, yeah, I think that number's right about uh, close. And Cal's going to have a very good defense now can chase Garbers. That's what we were mentioning with Kenny White earlier, is that offense with Justin Wilcock just has not gotten going. But I do lean Nevada here in the Mountain West. Everybody's going to be on Boise State, rightfully so. But Andy Avalos now takes over. So a different head coach for these guys. And uh, Nevada, you know, they got a couple non-conference tests at Cal at Kansas State early on. If they can get one of those, I think they are very much a contender in the Mountain West. Yep, absolutely. All right, when we come back, we'll wrap up the program with a little baseball here on My Guys in the Desert at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day. That's my day. Don't 
wait days for your winnings. Cash out instantly with BetRivers' new feature called Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at BetRivers Sportsbooks, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odd boosts, and the most in-play betting options out there. As always, you get a $250 match bonus, fastest payouts, and the only one-time playthrough at BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. The offer is valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. You must be 21 years old if you have gambling problem in Illinois, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. In Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. And in Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. It is not valid in Iowa. Final segment of My Guys in the Desert here. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. Next up, it is Rush Hour with our friend Danny Burke. And before we get out of here, Wes, let's talk a little baseball. We have some games coming up here in just about 20 minutes. And the first one that'll go at 4.05 Pacific, 7.05 Eastern is the Seattle Mariners and the New York Yankees. And really, there's not really a couple hotter teams in baseball right now. The Yankees, I believe, have won eight out of their last 11. And the Seattle Mariners just will not go away in the American League West or the wild card race. And Seattle is on the road in the Bronx tonight. You had a pretty high total of 10. That has since been bet down. It is now at nine and a half. That's the consensus number. But the pinstripers are a big favorite at close to $2. Yeah, and I think maybe a little big here. I know Seattle has kind of been uh, a little bit fraudulent in terms of winning games when the fact is that they're like minus 50 plus in the run differential. But, you know, kind of a big price here for for the Yankees to weigh with Nestor Cortez. I would be a little bit leaning to Seattle, and maybe this is something you can play the run line on. I did try it uh, in the afternoon game and now find myself in a tie with the blown save, but you know, you're getting, I think, about plus one and a half runs, minus a dollar five, minus a dollar ten, depending on where you shop here. So when the total goes down and you got a big underdog, I often think that gives the underdog at least a little bit of value at this standpoint. Now it's Tyler Anderson, who the Mariners got at the deadline from the Pirates in a trade. So now he's got to go pitch in the stadium. Some guys, when they're not used to pitching in the stadium, have bad outings. But certainly Seattle has gotten a little bit of the money here with, uh, you know, the Yankees obviously a little bit banged up right now in terms of uh, Jordan Montgomery out with COVID-19. We know Kluber has been out, so they've had to have a lot of guys kind of fill in here. I'm trying to click to uh, see what the uh, lineup is because uh, now you have Tyler Anderson, a left-handed pitcher tonight, and the Yankees, of course, needed bats against left-handed pitching. That's why they got Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo at the deadline. Uh, Higashioka is going to be the catcher tonight, so Gary Sanchez will take the bench, and then that rotating center field tonight, it's going to be John Jonathan Davis. It was Greg Allen. Brett Gardner, of course, not in the lineup right now, but thought the price was a little high. I didn't play it, but I would certainly lean Mariners on the run line. couple teams trying to get back in the wild card race, the Toronto Blue Jays and the Cleveland Indians. Cleveland still trailing in that wild card race by, I believe, five or six games, and now about a nine-game deficit trailing the Chicago White Sox in the American League Central. They will be in Toronto to take on Ross Stripling. Tristan McKenzie goes for 
for the Tribe. And the opening price was minus 210 on Toronto. And Cleveland has taken a little bit of money here, Wes, down to like minus 190 at some spots. The consensus price is still Toronto as a $2 favorite. And your totals come down a tick as well, now currently at 9. Toronto, actually, uh, I faded them a little bit. I I just took a stab with a uh, funny money two-team parlay today. And Cleveland was one of those legs. Yeah, and I don't disagree with that necessarily. And you can still find some nine and a half to the under if, you know, you have to pay a little juice about 125 or, or 130. It seems like, okay, it's dumb when you got McKenzie and Stripling. This looks like an overspot here, but. You know, Cleveland just, they've got a depleted lineup right now, and they just have struggled to put up runs. And uh, also, you look on the other side, the Toronto bullpen. Last seven days, Toronto relievers have pitched the, you know, some of the fewest innings in baseball. I think they've only gone 20 and two-third innings out of the bullpen over the last seven days. So, a well-rested bullpen, uh, assuming the starters can kind of do their job a little bit. Lowest exit, by the way, in MLB for that bullpen at 243. So, a rested bullpen pitching very well. Under, this has been kind of an under series. I don't pay too much attention to trends, though, necessarily, because they're kind of so random in baseball. But I could certainly see the support for the under, and it has has gotten some support tonight now all the way down to nine this did open 10 still some nine and a half though if you want to lay that big because of course we often mention seven and nine very key numbers in terms of MLB totals all right let's take a look at the final game in the four o'clock Pacific hour 7 p.m. Eastern this one will go to first pitch at 410 slash 710 out east and that will be in Cincinnati your red legs sending Sonny Gray to the hill to face Pittsburgh and Will Crow and uh, I tell you it's been a little while so well I guess it was earlier this this week, we saw Luis Castillo at a minus 250 favorite. Sonny Gray, not quite to that level, but certainly a big number at minus 240 in a lot of shops. That's really the consensus number. I guess it really speaks more to the Pittsburgh Pirates than it does about the Cincinnati Reds. But uh, would you be willing to lay that price with your team? 240 on the money line, 9.5 for your total. I would not because I do have concerns about this bullpen that blew a winnable game, by the way, to the Minnesota Twins a couple days ago. But all of a sudden, the Reds only four back at the Padres. We're kind of seeing the Padres come back to earth a little bit, and I think the fact that that bullpen eventually is going to wear out. I've been saying it all year with Jay Stingler. I know they got Daniel Hudson to try to add at least another arm, but this is a team that doesn't go deep into the game with starters, the Padres. But back to Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Look, Pittsburgh obviously sold off pretty much everybody and, uh, you know, sold off Frazier to the Padres. Richard Rodriguez, their best reliever, is now gone. So you've got a pretty Pretty, you know, patchwork lineup here with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Nicholas Castellanos also expected to return tonight oh. after he's been out. So that is another reason why I think you've seen this been bet up or at least adjusted up by the odds makers from this standpoint. So, look, the Reds didn't do a lot except maybe getting a couple pieces in the bullpen with Luis Sessa and Michael Gibbons. Uh, but they didn't really make any, like, huge moves because I think they were waiting on Nick Castellanos to get back in the lineup, eventually maybe. Maybe Mike Moustakis is going to get back. They're going to get some arms back in that bullpen. But they've been very shorthanded. And Joey Votto has really been carrying the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, had, I think, nine home runs over nine games. So you are getting him back. And as I actually talk about this game, there is some price money hitting the screen on the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah, now I seeing, saw that. Yeah, now seeing in some faraway places, minus 250. Reds are going to go with uh, mostly a full-strength lineup. India, Winker, Castellanos, Votto, Stevenson. Farmer, Naquin, and Suarez back down there in the nine spot. So, uh, look, 
I understand why this is that big price. I think the Reds are going to win. I'm not going to lay this, however. Yeah, here at the Westgate, it just went to minus 246 on mm-hmm. Cincinnati, and now it looks like it's jumping around everywhere. All these 4 o'clock games are getting hit right now as my screen starts to light up. Uh, let's move over to uh, a more macro question here, and uh, the team your Cincinnati Reds are trying to catch in the National League Central, and that is the Milwaukee Brewers. And I wonder if we're really giving this team enough respect. It, it was a a club you were talking about earlier, I believe it was the Minnesota uh, breakdown for college football. You felt that team was maybe a little bit under the radar after last season they were a real darling. It seems like Milwaukee's a little under the radar too in the National League because everybody's talking about the Giants and the Dodgers. Of Mm -hmm. course, the Los Angeles Dodgers, definitely a nationally uh, liked team, a publicly backed team, and of course they have all the stars there down in Chavez Ravine, but the Milwaukee Brewers may be getting lost in the shuffle here, and they really have been the hottest team in baseball if you look at over the past two and a half months or so, they've got tremendous pitching. They've got a great bullpen. The offense is the question mark, but they've been putting runs on the board and they continue to win games. Yeah, and and now there are they are starting to hit a little bit because pitching really has carried this team. If you look this year, Corbin Burns uh, has been tremendous, two forty six ERA, two twenty on the xFIP. Brandon Woodruff under three on the xFIP and under three on the xFIP is by the way really really good. Yeah, it is, and that's what I look at in terms of uh, numbers more often than not, maybe more so in the ERA, but you see those numbers. Brewers second in the ERA in Major League Baseball, fourth in terms of whip, walks and hits per innings pitch, BAA against fourth in the league. So, I mean, you know, they're right up there at the Dodgers and the Giants, as you said, in and terms of these numbers. look at those numbers, too, for the whip. That, that's their entire pitching staff yes. at just over one. Yes. That's unbelievable. Yes, uh, because you've had everybody. Now, a couple guys have been a little lucky, like Freddie Peralta, because you look at that 225 ERA and that three 69 XFIP, 181 on the BABIP, the batting average balls in play. So usually that is going to regress. He walks maybe a few too many guys, but look, he gets out of jam. So I guess there's something to be said for that. But this pitching staff has been very good. You have Josh Hader, who's a lights out closer. So, you know, that's why I felt like I don't know if the Reds are going to catch these guys. If the Reds are going to make the playoffs, they're going to need maybe the Padres to kind of slip a little bit. And look, San Diego is doing their part. Yeah. This is now a four uh, game race in terms of the wild card. It seemed like the Reds, it's like, ah, they're seven back, they're eight back, they're nine back. You know, they really didn't do anything. They were kind of like a hold pattern team, wait and see. They elected not to sell off because there was talk maybe this team was going to sell off. It's like, okay, we can get a return for Castellanos. And then he got hurt, even though I think they still could have traded him if they wanted to. But Reds elected to go for it and just kind of stand pad, weren't so aggressive at the deadline. But look, the Brewers are, are going to be a tough team to catch, I think, here. But you look at that batting average, I believe that's only National League, only 228. they They've been hitting better lately, but this is still not a potent lineup. This is a, a lineup that's still going to be carried by their pitching. So if the bats go cold, they could maybe fall back a little bit to earth. But really, the Reds, the only team, I think, within striking distance with these guys in the Central. I did grab the Brewers a while back at 20-1 to 1 to win the National League pennant. That number is now down to about 4-1, to 1, so I really like like my chances with that ticket. But uh, anybody that you have in pocket currently or anybody that you're thinking about as far as a pennant or a World Series play? Well, not yet. I do have the Phillies to win the division. By the way, the Phillies lost this afternoon. They got within one game of the Mets. And, you know, the Mets are kind of falling back a little bit. And the Phillies, it should be right there for the taking for these guys. But you can't be dropping these games to Washington, who obviously sold off at the deadline. So uh, that's the team I right now have in the division. But nothing really for World Series right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's a losing bet for me, unfortunately. I was on the Phillies today. They were really taking care of business over those Washington Nationals, but could not get it done today. Next up on the Visa Network, the sports betting network, is Danny Danny Burke and Rush Hour. Stick around. He'll come at you at the top of the hour here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com.